Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. All right, so I feel like I am official in my podcasting world here because I got a mic I have no idea if it's going to make any difference, but it's probably better than just talking into my iPhone and not only that, but like having to hold it in a certain position because of keeping the audio like normal throughout. Yeah. But anyways, today we are talking about punishment versus discipline. And if I'm being honest, I sort of have been putting it off a little, (laughs) but my Instagram people voted in it this week. And before we start, I just wanted to say as a caveat to this podcast that it can be a heavy topic, one that may trigger you even if you aren't expecting it. And if that's the case, I would just encourage you to take some time and really reflect on why that might be. And also remember that this is from my point of view and the style of connected parenting that I use. It's in no way meant to inflict shame or judgment So take what you want and leave what you don't. After all, God chose you to be your child's parent and he should be your ultimate guide. So before we dig deeper into punishment and discipline, let's look at the three main parenting styles because I think a lot of people see or hear glimpses of connected parenting and assume it's permissive, but that is actually not true at all. So the first one is authoritarian parenting. It is based on punishment, which can easily create anger. Have you ever heard of the using of spanking, but not in anger? So I feel like not too long ago, I have seen people on social media sharing that it's biblical to spank. And the point of it is to teach your child a lesson, but not like you're supposed to stay calm. And I think a lot of times parents defend this kind of parenting because they know that their parents loved them. But how often or how many people do you know that engage in physical punishment or spanking that are actually fully in self-control and not allowing their anger to take over? Because personally, I know that sometimes, like, I've worked really hard on my own self-control, but I know that sometimes, like, it's hard not to want to yell or shout or send your child away because you just need a moment and you're feeling triggered. So the question in my mind is, how many people, if you do believe it is biblical or whatever the reason that you may be engaging in it, If you do believe that, are you really able to do it without any feeling involved? And then secondly, what does this actually teach us about people who love us? That it's okay to be spanked or 
physically punished as long as it's not in anger, which equates to love equals punishment. So that might not be, like if you're thinking back and you were spanked or you're doing it, you might not consciously be thinking that. But if you really sit back and think about that a minute, somebody had shared that part as well from a different account, obviously. And it just got me thinking how many things that we do, whether it's spanking or something else, that we're not necessarily really keying into what is being taken on on the other side of that. So this approach creates a lot of emotional distance between the parent and child, and it can possibly even be between the child and his or her own emotional state. The second parenting um, form is permissive parenting, and that is the belief that the natural way to raise children is to leave them to play and figure things out on their own. Sometimes permissive parenting results when a parent is too preoccupied with their own life or difficulties to set limits or to know what the child is doing, or maybe there's lots of stressors happening. But often I think it can be rooted in a parent's early experience with harsh discipline and the parent being reluctant or unable to set limits at all, or because the parent believes this will actually encourage the child to behave more. If they can do things how they want, then I can be the cool parent or they'll love me more and so on. But kids need boundaries to feel safe. They are not ready to be in control, no matter how much they want to say they are. Sometimes this can also feel easier in the moment. It's much easier not to hold a firm limit and to have to deal with the aftermath of doing it than it is to just give in and let the child do what he or she wants. The third style of parenting is authoritative parenting which is the connection-focused parenting that I teach. It means that parents are both demanding and responsive. We monitor and impart clear standards for their children's conduct. So it is in no way permissive. It is demanding on the child. There is requirements. There are limits. There are boundaries. They are assertive but not intrusive and restrictive. The disciplinary methods are supportive rather than punitive. They want their children to be assertive as well as socially responsible and self-regulated as well as cooperative. Research shows that this is the type of parenting that brings the healthiest results for children. And it makes sense when you really think about it. So let's zoom in a little further and talk more about punishment and discipline. So I went ahead and looked up the definitions for you. And punishment by definition is the infliction or imposition of a penalty as retribution for an offense. Discipline, on the other hand, is the practice of training people or your child to obey rules or code of behavior. No matter how much you train your brain, this is going to be a challenge because we are brought up in a world full of disconnecting strategies to modify behavior. We're encouraged to use disconnecting strategies at every turn. Schools, daycare, homes, work, all reward or punish based on performance. So if this feels really hard for a while or it seems foreign, you aren't alone and it's okay. It is truly a process. So I really want to kind of get into the brain science behind why I think that discipline 
is beneficial in training up our children versus the punishment aspect and how that's actually interrelated to development. So each child and his or her brain is obviously completely unique. But the one thing that every child has in common is their recognition of the need for safety and they are born with it. And that is where we come in. We are their safety. Our children are constantly sending out the search signals to see if they are safe and protected. The limbic system in the brain, which is also known as the emotional control center, is what takes in these signals and sends them out, telling our child whether to stay calm or to transition into the stress response. And think about yourself in a situation that seems a little scary. Your body, your emotional control center, is taking in signals from your environment and the people in that environment to let you know if you are safe or not. If you aren't, or your body is like, something's wrong over there, you will transition into the fight, flight, or freeze response to maintain your safety. Your body is going to shut down any processes that aren't necessary and focus on keeping you alive, essentially. This is the same thing that happens with our kids when they are lacking the feeling of safety, which happens when they are disconnected and when we see the behaviors come out. So within the limbic system, we have the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex plays a central role in reasoning, memory, impulse control, attention, flexibility, all the good stuff. This is the part of the brain you will hear people say isn't fully developed until age 25. When our children are connected, their limbic system is getting the message that they're safe. This allows the prefrontal cortex to get to work and to learn and build more neural pathways. The child's full attention can be on progressing skills. Again, this is when they're feeling connected to you, to their safe person. When that connection between us, the sense of safety of our child is broken, which could be for a variety of reasons, the limbic system is thrown off balance, and the prefrontal cortex shuts down and essentially is removed from the brain. When this happens, your child isn't actually able to take in information, process things, learn, reason, problem solve. This is a big reason why when thinking in terms of punishment over discipline becomes challenging. When you're throwing out a punishment, your child isn't able to take in the reasoning behind it or understand why you're doing whatever the punishment is, even if you're doing it in a calm way. Because they can't think. They're disconnected from you. Your child's brain is shouting, help, I'm alone, and I don't know what to do. All they can process in those moments is that they aren't safe. When that disconnection is felt, our children have a beautiful, although we may not see it that way, natural response from the limbic system to try and recover. This is seen through their behaviors, the crying, the tantrums, the yelling, whatever that might look like for your child. When we can come with listening... It allows that reset to happen. The child is able to process through the feelings and regain control in thinking. However, when we implore methods like punishments, it's exacerbating the imbalance in the limbic system and the shutdown of that prefrontal cortex. The behavior becomes mixed up with anger because let's be honest, think back to a time when you were punished. Were you then thinking through, oh, I shouldn't have done that, and next time I think I'm going to do this differently. No, you were probably thinking, 
like, I'm so angry at my mom or dad or whoever it was. And also, how am I going to get back at my sibling or my parents for doing this to me? They're not, they're not coming with the regulation piece or the idea that they're actually taking the punishment in and being able to think through it. So the child can easily then be triggered over and over again. Each time they feel disconnected, those feelings pile up even more. So they're coming, feeling disconnected. They have this hurt stored up already, and then they're being met with punishment, shaming, and all the feelings with that start to pile up on top of those hurt feelings. And therefore, the behavior then will often worsen, and it can even become more irrational. So if we can come with connection versus the disconnection that happens with punishment and maintain our own self-control, our child has the ability to offload all of those feelings and emotions that are bogging them down, preventing them from being able to think and reason and problem solve and regulate. It allows our child to relax and reconnect and come back into control of their limbic system. This is the point where I run with the training concept of discipline. Now that they're back under control, we can train them once they're under control, not in the midst of the moment because, again, their brain is disconnected, they can't take in what we're saying, and they can't think. So connection-focused parenting discipline is still holding our child accountable to their actions. We're still discussing what happened. We're still talking through other solutions and what to do next time. So it doesn't make it a free pass, but it's modeling for our children how to respond in different situations. Um, So here is just a brief overview of kind of the difference between punishment and discipline. So a lot of times when I was working in the clinic, I would have parents come in and tell me my child is just manipulative. And it always kind of stopped in my tracks because if you think about it, a child isn't born manipulative. They have learned that from somewhere. And a lot of times this is coming from punishment. We are manipulating their behavior to get the results that we want versus getting at the deeper heart issue, and they're learning these patterns. So when they want something, they're going to start using this form to get it. Punishment creates more disconnection, which actually creates more behavior. We might gain obedience because of fear, or because the child is going to get something versus out of the respect or authority role, which I don't know about you, but I want my child to listen because they are recognizing my authority in their life and also respecting me as their parent. And um, the last thing the child may take on these punishments as hits on their identity. So rather than understanding the behavior is quote unquote bad, they may start to see themselves as bad. Now, discipline is the actual training process, and I'm not going to lie to you. This takes time and repeated effort. It is not instant gratification. It requires a lot of self-control, but the transformation that you see through their actions is amazing to watch. So it might not be the fifth time. It might not be the 50th time. It might be the 500th time, but as you continue to 
train and teach up your child in the way that they should go, they are going to actually learn what to do. And that is a big distinction between punishment and discipline. In punishment, you're just shelling out things, maybe out of your own anger. You're not actually teaching them or modeling for them what they should be doing. So they're not learning what to do in the future. So they're continuing to have the same behaviors. With discipline, yes, you're probably going to see the same behaviors crop up several times because it takes kids a while to learn. Hello, our prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until age 25. So we can't expect a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, or even a 15-year-old to get what we're saying immediately and put into place and never, you know, never go back on it and need more training. But when you finally see your child, when they are connected, act in the way that you have been training them in. It is glorious. And through discipline, your child is going to have improved cognitive flexibility, problem solving, and attention because you are taking the time to listen to them. You are taking the time to train them and show them how they should go. And they can feel the difference between being punished and being disciplined. So as we're parenting our children, I think it's so important not to just implore methods that were used on us because that's how it's been, but to truly question what we grew up with, what we want to happen on our journey, and what feels aligned with our beliefs right now. And it's okay if it ends up being the same, and it's okay if it doesn't. The key is to begin to understand more about your child's brain development and how it impacts their behavior so that you can find strategies that will actually help you transform those behaviors in the long term versus create situations of manipulation or those short-term fixes. So I hope this was helpful. Again, this is how I look at punishment and discipline, and that may vary a little bit from yours, and that's okay. Again, take what works for you and leave what doesn't. And I just always want to be an encouragement to you to be taking a deeper look at things. Understand, I, I just really want to help you understand where your child is coming to the situation from and where you're coming to the situation from. And thinking about asking yourself a few questions. Do you have additional baggage or triggers that you're bringing? Is that affecting your ability to discipline and to model self-control in a way that you desire? Are you choosing punishment because it's what's been told or taught or you've experienced or because it's easier than the other option? I want to challenge you this week to take some time and think through the current behaviors that you're seeing and experiencing. Think about the implications of your child's brain development in regards to behavior. Are they disconnected and what's happening when they're disconnected? And then think more about how you truly want to approach it intentionally. Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and take me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.